church. So last last week last week uh, Aaron Rodgers, who all knows who Aaron Rodgers is, have heard of him. He's a uh, football player, future Hall of Famer, and uh, really good at what he does. Well, this last week, he uh, he made the news because he was going to spend three days in a darkness in a room that's specially crafted so there's no noise it's just dark a darkness retreat is what it's called and uh he says uh it's just sitting in isolation meditation dealing with your thoughts we rarely even turn our phone off or put the blinds down to sleep in darkness i'm really looking forward to it uh, he describes darkness therapy as one of several practices that have stimulated my mind and helped me get in, in a better headspace and have a greater peace in my life. Well, this is really fascinating to me, uh, especially the timing was perfect. Uh, it happened this week, and I don't know that he's given any. Uh, I don't know that he's given any report back yet on his time, but that was happening this week, and what he stated was uh, in the past or leading up to it. Uh, but here you have somebody who, who sees the value of solitude. And to my knowledge, he's not a believer. Uh, he's, he's uh, yeah, thank you. I got some affirmations back here that he is not, uh, unfortunately. Um, but he, one of the big decisions he was, he was going to be contemplating this week is, do I retire? Do I stick with the Packers or do I join another team? And he sees this as crucial for his success and kind of knowing what's forward and what's, what's uh, living life, actually, and, bringing, and having peace in his life and all the chaos. Um, and I think we can all say we've experienced that chaos in living in life, right? But how many of us actually truly value solitude and taking time? You, you, you'd think somebody like Aaron Rodgers probably has just as much going on as we do, you know? Like, he's all, got a lot of demands people asking him things teams you know we need you to show up we need you to do this would you volunteer here would you do that uh what about donating to the community maybe he has sunday mornings off since he doesn't have church i I don't know but you know he's he's the same as us we all have demands and we all have things but he recognizes the importance of it um So we're, we're talking about solitude, solitude this morning, and, and silence oftentimes comes along with solitude. Oftentimes they go hand in hand. Um, when you think of solitude, what comes to your mind? I'm going to be asking questions in my normal format at times, so feel free to uh, spit out an answer. Uh, what, what do you guys think of when you hear the word solitude? Being alone. Quiet. Quiet. Nobody said torture yet. <laughs> Boring. Ah, yes. What else? Peaceful. Peaceful. Yeah, that's a little different. Yeah, good. What else? Refreshing. Refreshing. What kind of time span do you think of? You think. You think in days? You think in 
10 minutes? I, with kids, I mean, 10 minutes is bliss, right? You got us, that's right. What, what, come, what else? Any other feedback on, on length when you hear the word solitude? 24 hours? Great. Anybody else? All right. Thanks for that. That's helpful. And, and, and I think oftentimes when we think of solitude, we think a longer period of time. I know when I do. Um, so when Dale asked me to speak on solitude, I was like, No, <laughs> I can't. I, I don't know why you're asking me, because I haven't, I've been doing terrible with solitude. I used to do a lot of solitude, but the last five years since I moved to America, I've been doing a terrible job, I, at least of the long type, right? So I haven't done the long type in years. It's been eight years. And when I say long, long periods of is isolation, I'm thinking... I'm generally thinking three days, but one or, excuse me, perhaps three days. Uh, so I am giving that as my disclaimer up front. I'm talking to myself this morning because I have been doing a terrible job. And so I need, I want to up the uh, ante with me and, and our family. Uh, but I also want to say that solitude does not have to be that. It can be 10 minutes. It can be a minute of solitude in the chaos. And the, uh, the story I think of to illustrate that is, uh, is David. So they get big, they were supposed to go to war, they come back to Ziglag, Ziglag and the whole city has been burned down, their children, their families gone, um, and his men start to revolt and they start to accuse David and they say, David, it's your fault. You're the problem. And, and, he, uh, and he says, or it says, but David found strength in the Lord his God. And that was, there was complete chaos around him. I mean, his men, his best friends, the only people he can trust are there ready to stone him and kill him. I don't know if it was stone him, but kill him. But he withdrew inside somehow. He withdrew and he, God, I'm going to read it again. But David found strength in the Lord his God. So I think he had some kind of isolation. He, he quieted the chaos and he, and he talked to God and, and he drew strength from the Lord. So I just want to illustrate that, that this morning as we talk about uh, solitude, it doesn't have to be, typically solitude is, yes, withdrawing from the masses and spending time alone in isolation, we kind of talked about it, but it can also be something where the chaos is still happening all around us, and that doesn't go away, but there's still a stillness and spending time with God in a, in a drawing of strength in a minute. It doesn't have to be three days or 24 hours. So this morning, uh, we're going to see where God takes us. 
the the time I had allotted to prepare, I felt terrible. And so I feel like this morning I'm still downloading from God, and so I'm hoping that he continues to download. So I would appreciate your prayers this morning. Uh, we're see, we're going to see where he, where he, uh, where he takes us. Uh, but the main thing I want to communicate this morning, to make so I don't miss it, in case I kind of start wandering around a little bit, is I want you guys to get the importance of solitude. The importance of solitude. That, so that's, that's what I want you guys to, like, take away. But I also want you to, to take away an action step to schedule solitude. So I'm just putting that out front so you guys can kind of be thinking about that as we go through today, um, this morning. Uh, so solitude is one of the 12 main spiritual disciplines. Um, and and uh, typically, as I mentioned, silence goes along with solitude. Oftentimes they, they go hand in hand. Um, how many of you so we met we heard the word boring this morning how many of you do think kind of almost torture like are does anybody think that term like oh that sounds scary a little bit scary um What what keeps us what keeps us from doing solitude? Busy lives. What else? Don't know what I would do if I'm there. That's great. What else? For a three day period. That's a long time. Think about all the other things. Testing. What keeps us? What else? What else keeps us from 
having solitude. makes it very difficult and we will have to say no to something in order to do this. Mm. Very practical. Oh, interesting. Children, yeah. So, oh, so it's not even just what would they, uh, it's not just what would they think of you not being productive for three days, but it's also what about taking care of your family? Yeah, yeah, that, that totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's a great, that's a great, uh, that's, that's an excellent point. What else? Oh, interesting. So there's a lot of examples of Jesus doing it, but he was he was single. Ah. <laughs> interesting. All right. What else? value like how valuable will that actually be like is that more valuable than family time at the cabin or x y and z so many things what else Yeah, that's a great point. Where you're at can change the things that you work through. Um, and also, especially if you're in the wilderness by yourself, you're thinking about these creatures that may be lurking and you don't feel the safety of having somebody with you. But that, that actually can apply even... So there was, <laughs> this is getting ahead of myself a little bit, but there were a couple girls I know who they would go do... They would go do their... They would go... There's solitude time. There's fear of being alone. I'm going to get to another objective. Like, does anybody else face that? Like, that kind of scariness of being alone with myself. Like, and so these two two girls, in order to overcome that, they they wouldn't go to the wilderness. They would go to a coffee shop, which I'm totally fine with going to a coffee shop for your solitude time. That's one thing I was going to mention as... That, that's an option. You can actually go to a coffee shop and get solitude, find solitude time there. But they would go together 
and then they would sit at two different tables, but where they can still see each other, and there was comfort there. Uh, I found that very fascinating. Like there was it, a fear of being by yourself with your own thoughts, and it was like, but if I can see my sister, if something would happen inside that I need some comfort, I you know I can I can go over here. Uh, good. Anybody else? Any other objections? All right, switching just a little bit. Uh, who all has done, who all has had a solitude time of 24 hours or longer? I have a few, cool. Who all has done solitude time of like an uh, let's do like six hours or five hours, like an afternoon. We'll say an afternoon. Who all has done a quieted yourself, went and spent an afternoon by yourself? Good. It does. It does. Absolutely. Great question. Does it, does it count to sit in a tree stand? Uh, I know many people who who do that. That's... Uh, that's one way, when you think of what fits in, within cultural norms, deer hunting fits. You know, we can, our culture understands somebody wanting to go deer hunting. And, and so, talking about cultural norms and what fits within culture, and I, sometimes we're too scared of what our culture might think, but it, I mean, it's a, real, it's a very real uh, hindrance or an, uh, an objection to actually going and executing or actually going and doing it. Um, but deer hunting, that, that, is, that is one that fits. Another one that I know of is driving. People, it, somebody's doing a road trip, that fits our culture. They're going from here to there. So I know some people that they just go driving for their solitude. Like, they'll go drive for six hours because they want to spend time with, in solitude. Cam's all about that one. What's that? Yes, that's right. And it, yeah, it, it, now, it can be or it, 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 yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't, that's just because you're there doesn't mean you're actually encountering solitude time, but it could be. I mean, there's, it's isolation, but it, it, it you know, if you're jamming out to music and you're not actually spending time thinking about life, then I wouldn't necessarily call it. So, so you, it could, it could go either way. Right. That's hard. It is hard. And, and that's why it's a spiritual discipline. You know, it's the same as the other disciplines we've been talking about the last week of drawing near to God, fasting. It's hard. It's hard work. Prayer can be hard. Uh, what are some of the other uh, journaling um, reading the word so uh, alright so for those of you who, who do who have done some sort of solitude uh, for an afternoon or longer what, what are some of the benefits that you found from your time 
And, ha and have you ever got to the end of it and been like, that was a complete waste of time? No? Nobody's got to the end and been like, well, that was worthless. What? Oh, and, hmm. Yes. Every time, I think every time I get solitude time and I go and I sit for an extended period of time, I think, wow, I'm really dumb. I need to do this more often. This is the most important thing in my life and I need to do this more. And then I walk out of my solitude time and back into the chaos and it doesn't seem important for long. I walk back into this and then I somehow force myself back over here to solitude and I just like, I can think, I can breathe and there's so much to, I want to process, I want to spend time with God. We're going to get into what, what do you do during journaling here or during solitude in just a bit. Uh, but I, I never get, I never, like you said, I, I rarely feel done. Now I have, I have felt done on extended period of, periods of time when, it, when I've done really long times of solitude, but rarely. What else? Interesting. So you needed some, like, it would have been helpful to have somebody walk with you through some of that. So depending on what it is. Yeah. That's a good point. Ah, almost that thing of going and finding what's there. And then it's like, oh, wow, this is, this is a little messier than what I, okay, what do I do with this now? So having somebody to help you walk through that, um, that's good. think so. Uh, I'll try. Uh, so let me, so I'm going to try to repeat the question back to you to make sure I understand it. So you're asking kind of what's the difference between a profitable isolation versus a non-profitable isolation? Should we be seeking a non-profitable 
isolation. Should, should that be even a question? Like, is when I when I go into like solitude, is it always good? Which I think you said, oh. no, it's not always good. Yes. And what should we be looking for? Like, is there the kind of things we should be looking for? Like, when I come out of it, oh, that was definitely a profitable time. Ah, uh, okay. Yes. All right. So, basically, the first question, which is, is all isolation profitable? And I would say, no, it's not. Uh, you think of, let's think of some people with, that have experienced long terms of isolation and they've went psychic, right? So you think of uh, people in uh, prison who are, who are in isolation and they go, they go bonkers up here because they've had so much isolation. So isolation in and of itself is not necessarily good. It's more how you use that time and what you do with it. Uh, so that's now getting to the second part of your question, which is maybe how do we spend it? Or how, how do we make sure that it's used? How, how do we make sure that it's done profitably? Sorry, I'm struggling up here to, to wrap my mind around the question. Is that, is that kind of? Uh, so, so there's, that feels more specific to long periods of isolation than it does short term. I don't, or it feels easier to answer. Uh, but I, I feel like we all need to be, we need to work isolation or solitude into our daily life. Like it's not something, it's like sleep. You need it every day. Like it's not something you, you just do in long periods. Uh, so it's more like a short, short period, but it should be worked into our daily life. And it's not something that we just do once a year where we go out for a day and then come back. So it's, it's more frequent than that. And, and it can be your daily time with God, right? I mean, that could be a time of solitude. Um, uh, Gandhi, he used to spend time spinning yarn and and they would ask him he was the if you're familiar with gandhi he was i don't know i'm not sure how to describe gandhi uh an indian president that kind of led to their freedom from britain and and you know his somebody asked him once why are you spending your time why are you spending so much time spinning your yarn like are, are there not more important things to do and basically he said no this is this is something that reminds me of who I am and it gives me time to process all the life that's happening as well as like reminds me of who, yeah, basically it reminded him of who he was and he was able to use that time to think and process. So he had a daily routine where he was doing, he had something in his life that he did physically with his hands that made him stop and it was physical. So it's kind of like the driving thing, right? So so he could still do it, but it made him kind of stop everything else and he could think while he did it. Uh, but when we get to long periods of time, or an after, let's say an afternoon, uh, how, do we, how do we make sure that we're using it profitably? And, and I, we're gonna get into, we're gonna keep going. Maybe I'll come back to it. Uh, like there's things you can do while you're having solitude time that I wanna, maybe we'll, maybe we'll get into it now. Uh, it's hard for me to answer that question because oftentimes I find for, for myself it's diving into what's inside. Part, part of my solitude time is 
allowing my mind to go with what's what I'm processing inside. Um, and then parts of it are used in other activities, like sp specifically talking to God. Excuse me. Uh, talking to God. So that's a little bit different, but I find it's helpful to... Uh, some, some people say you should go into solitude with... Uh, you know, with an agenda. Before you get there, write out how you're going to spend the next 24 hours and have a plan. I don't find that helpful for me. I like to go with, like we, we always have a plan for everything. So for me, I like to go into my solitude time with no plan and no agenda. I have some things that I may want to do and I'm places I might want to go in my heart or I might want to seek God on something specific, but I don't like to have it all written out exactly how I'm gonna do it. You know, the, the thought I've heard is you don't want to waste your time while you're there. Uh, I'm not worried about that. Um, in fact, so before I get into what I like to do on solitude, I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts. What, what, do you guys, what do we do on drink solitude? Yes. Is solitude spiritual or mental? I, it's a spiritual discipline. It is spiritual. But it, mental plays into it. So, you know, Aaron Rodgers, but at the story, you know, he's doing it mentally. You know, he's, he's, but he's not going for the spiritual benefit. Well, he might say spiritual. I forget his beliefs. I feel like he's, he's what? He's got some strange beliefs. Yes. Uh, so, but he's doing it more from the mental, and, you know, he's not talking to God. But it is a spiritual discipline. I think it's listed with the 12 main spiritual disciplines. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Which is like what's crazy to me is that Aaron Rodgers sees the value in spending three days out there in the you know, in kind of a wilderness experience. You know, he goes in and spends three days doing a spiritual activity, to your point, and, and he sees the value in it, and yet for the last eight, five, eight years, I haven't done that. Like, come on, Scott. <laughs> like, uh, Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, right. God tells us this. Uh, yeah. That's great. All right, so what do we do during solitude? So there's, that's the big, I think, differentiation between 
That's good. But you do have to have something for your mind to, to, to meditate on. on. But then, um, and just, yeah, my time has never been long enough. And um, what I do is, I have things to do, but I just, oops, I just um, do them I'm kind of sporadically. Maybe I was spirit leads, maybe whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that probably comes back to answering Seth's question a little bit. So it's not just open to not like having something to do or having some like being a little bit strategic, but not saying it has to be in a certain order or exactly planning out your time. But like, hey, these are the things I want to meditate on. It's not just open to letting the mind wander. It's good. What else do you do on solitude? Yes. Yeah, that's good. Differentiating between Eastern meditation and more just mental and and but actually spending time with God and inviting him into the whole the whole process and guiding one of the things I like to do is ask God to guide me in my solitude time. Like, take me where you want me to go. Like, I have some ideas of places I want to go, but where, where, where do you want me to go? Good. What else? Good. All right. So time is rapidly flying by here. Uh, I have I a little bit of my personal journey, and I'm going to get into some things I like to do uh, with solitude. To, to Anna's point, the hard, I would say the hardest part about solitude time is getting there. So it's the scheduling and the getting everything done kind of around it to get to it. Uh, so when I lived in Asia, um, I would spend a week in the spring and three days in the fall 
where I would go out by myself. So I had two teams coming a year, two edge, two edge teams coming a year, and I would go, prior to the new team coming, I would go spend a week in, isol uh, in solitude, and, and then again in the fall, when the next team was about to come, I would go spend three days and prep. And if you had asked me then, I would, I would have said they were absolutely crucial to everything I did. I couldn't have done it without those times of stopping all the noise and all the chaos and all the things that need to be done and just going and spending that time. And then on top of that, I would have also had, you know, I would also do, you know, afternoons. And I, and I highly recommend, you know, we were talking the objection like where to go. I highly recommend having a spot where you go. Like, hey, this is where I go to do isolation or where I go to do solitude, not isolation. And it can be at a coffee shop. You just go away for the afternoon and go spend solitude time. It doesn't, it doesn't or, or if you have a spot out in the wilderness or some a little patch of woods. I love the outdoors. Uh, if you can get away, <clears throat> go to a lake. It can be by the ocean. Water is great. I love water. Uh, the little spot I used to have, that was my secret spot. I didn't, I don't think I ever took anybody there because I didn't want anybody else to find it, right? And I could kind of just slip away up in the mountain a little bit. It was, it was only about 20 minutes away. Jump on my little motorbike, go up the little road. Got to be make sure I don't give my give away my spot, which doesn't really matter. But you know, but there was a little waterfall, and that water was rushing right beside me. I would put up a little tent. Uh, uh, if I was doing the three day, you know, or longer, I, you know, I'd put up a little tent to stay in. Um, I'd put up a hammock for the during the day, and and. Uh, getting into things you can do you know my my first when i come in usually i'd be exhausted you know because i'm just trying to all this stuff to get there and okay i finally forced myself here and so at least on the longer three-day extended ones i'm very fine with spending time sleeping and and often that first the, my first afternoon actually isn't that valuable because it takes me a day to actually stop all the noise and all the stuff that's going in my head, all the things that need done. And so my first afternoon, I'm just like writing down some things that need done, trying like just, <clears throat> excuse me, trying to lower my heart, my heartbeat, you know, the pace, trying to, and, and, and maybe diving into a book, maybe into a Bible. Um, and then day two is actually where it starts to get good but day three is always better for me, unless I'm leaving that day, and then the quality isn't that great because then I'm starting to think ahead again. So if, if you do a two night, your first night is, is a, you know, your first day you're kind of just slowing down. Your day, day two, full day, is your best day. It makes so you stay the whole night because I find no matter, <clears throat> If I say I'm going to stay until the afternoon, I'm like, well, I've got something important going on. I'm just going to stay to the afternoon. It's not the same, and I end up leaving early because I'm like, well, okay, this isn't, this isn't actually that beneficial for me anymore because I'm just thinking about all the stuff that needs to be done. I'm like, I'm just going to go do it. Uh, so every day I add on, it feels like it infinitely grows or exponentially grows the value of it. Uh, but things to do, drink solitude, uh, reading the Bible, talking to God, listening to God, uh, journaling. I find journaling is huge uh, with processing. 
sleep, uh, I mentioned that already, uh, reading good books uh, that stimulate my thought, uh, contemplating life at times, uh, letting my soul catch up with my body, uh, making decisions, talking to God about specific things. So if there's a big decision in my life, going and doing that, fasting. Um, all right, so I want to, uh, here's, here's a few valuable reasons for silence and solitude. Um, and I would love if some people would, I'm gonna list out a couple verses. If you guys could read these verses. That'd be somebody would volunteer. Uh, Matthew 4 1. Matthew 14 23. Mark 1 35. Luke 4 42. All right. Uh, so we'll get to that in a second, but. Where are some quick examples of people who had solitude in the Bible? Moses. Moses. How much time did he have in the wilderness or in solitude? 40 years. 40 years, right? Incredible amount of time. Who else? We think oh, three days is long. <laughs> That's next level. Multiple levels. Other biblical examples. Jesus did 40 days. Yes. How, yeah, I forget. Anybody remember how long that was? But he, significant, yeah, solitude, time with God. He, he heard God. I mean, he spent a lot of time in the wilderness. I, I mean, yes. Oftentimes, solitude in the Bible happened in the wilderness. Who else? Yes, he had like two years, something like that, in the wilderness. In, in, uh, and then also, um, also his revelation in, in his time in prison, he also would have had a lot of time, and, and actually where some of the revelation was written was during times of solitude. Or where it was, maybe I'm mixed up, sorry. Oh. I've I've talked I got Paul and John mixed up there for a minute. John did too. Yeah, thank you for that clarification. Yes, correct. Right. There's a difference between Saul and John, isn't there? Thank you. All right. Any any others? All right. Let's read these verses of Jesus. Let's hear how Jesus did it. A little bit about Jesus. Matthew four one. Sounds exciting. All right. Uh, Matthew 14, 23. Mark 1, 35. Luke 4, 42. And they came to him. 
to keep them from reading them. If you start watching scripture for the amount of times that Jesus went and got solitude, it's, it's really crazy how they start jumping out at you. And it's like, oh, Jesus went and did solitude? Interesting. And oftentimes it's like, well, if Jesus needed solitude, you know, that's the thing that blows me away. Why? Jesus needed solitude? Like, if Jesus needed it, how much more do I need times of solitude? Um... Adoniram Judson, he spent, he spent 40 days, I'm just, people who have done times of, uh, of uh, solitude, and his biographer said the reason for it was as a means of moral improvement by which the whole of his future life might be rendered more in harmony with the perfect example of the Savior whom he worshipped. Um, some valuable reasons for silence and solitude, uh, to follow Jesus' example, uh, to hear the voice of God better, to express worship to God, to express faith in God, to seek the salvation of the Lord, to be physically and spiritually restored, to regain a spiritual perspective, to seek the will of God, to learn control of the tongue. All right, uh, there's... There's one more story I would like to tell you guys. Um, and this is a story that has probably impacted me more than any other story on finding solitude. Um, and it's, this, it's a, there's a man who was with A.W. Tozer, walked in and A.W. Tozer was, he was, he was fingering this piece of paper and A.W. Tozer said, this paper is worth more than if I had got a ledger from the president. I was like, oh, well, tell me more about that. Like, why is this so important to you? And he's like, this man, was a man, a small man from in Africa, and he walked in a small Baptist church, and he got saved. So he, this, this man gets saved, and, and you know, pastor's at the back of the church as he's leaving, and, and you know, there's a little bit of chit-chat, and, and pastor says, well, can I, can I help you with anything else? And, and he says, I want a church. Can I have a church? And the pastor's like, I, I mean, you just got just uh, mm, uh you just got saved brother <laughs> like uh you know it's kind of stumbling around and eventually gets him to leave and kind of forgets about it a little bit and and a month later he's up there preaching and he's, he sees a guy in the back and he's like who's that guy wait a second is that that same guy and and as sure enough and as he's leaving this man, and, and his name is uh, Duman. Duman says, Pastor, I want a church. Can I have a church? <laughs> and the pastor's, I mean, I've seen you twice. You've been in my church twice. And you're ask, you've asked for a church both times. Can, can, you just, can you not just come maybe and listen a little bit more? Um, and he said, I'm a, new, I'm a new creature. Old things are passed away. I want God. I want God. Um, and the pastor was honest and said, I, I used to be like that. And he said, I went 
He said, I went out after, after last time I was here. He said, I went to the forest and I stayed there 21 days and 21 nights. And he said, I told God either I leave here with an assurance that you have called me into ministry or I go out and you will not get me to preach. He fasted the entire time. And, and, and he said, in the middle of that time, the Spirit came upon me and, and the, the Spirit has called me to preach. And when I lay hands on people, they will be healed. Now, are you going to give me a church? <laughs> he said, well, we do have an elders meeting on Wednesday night. If you come back next Sunday, we can, uh, I can try to give you an update. So he walked out. Elders meeting came on Wednesday night. And uh, the elders were like, well, you're not. This guy sounds a little loco. I don't think you're going to just be able to get rid of him. What about that little tin church we have? There's about five people there. What if, what if we give that church to him? We'll give that church to him, and, uh, you know, he, his grammar, he's, he's uneducated. Oh, that was, I forgot to mention that part. You know, are you educated? No, he's not educated. He's never been to Bible school, never, doesn't really know much about the Bible. And, uh, So they, that's what they did. They said, we'll give him that church, that little tin church, and the people are going to leave because he, he can't speak properly. It's hard, you know, it's kind of hard to understand him even. And he's, we'll, we'll, that'll be a good reason to wrap up that church and, and it'll be fine. And there's only about five members there. Seemed like a good plan. And he went on, he went on to where he had 1,200 people every Sunday in, in the city of Bourbon where Every Sunday there were 1,200 people there. And was the, so what was the secret of that guy? Was it that he went out and spent that solitude time, that time with God, seeking him, leaning into God for those 21 days and 21 nights? Some would say that it, I mean, it could, would make sense, but actually that wasn't the secret. The secret was is that every November, November 17th, he would say goodbye to his family. He would say goodbye to his, his children, kiss his wife, kiss his family. Didn't kiss the elders, I don't think. But uh, he would go away every, every year for 21 days and 21 nights for continued, continued, uh, continued anointing from God, continued inspiration and in revealing from God. And it was a continual thing. It was something he did, and he did that for 15 years, more than 15 years Every, every year he would do that. And that has challenged me more than anything else. And it's, it's not just the one time. Um, and I think it can look different for all of us, each of us. I would encourage you guys to find systems and routines of what, what works for you in your life. And all of us have different things that constrain us. But I see it as highly valuable. And again, I'm speaking to myself here. But figure out what works for you. And it can be a coffee shop. It can be for an afternoon. But I really challenge you guys to to carve out times that are just a little bit longer. Some people, a lot of people I know, a lot of some friends of mine and people I know of, they've been doing a week where they go get away together. They do this as a group, but they go read the Bible through in a week's time. Did you know that's possible? They read through the Bible in a week's time. And almost all of them are saying it's the most, it's in the top five of most impactful things of, the, of their life in that one week of time. Um, so there's no limit to things you can do during your time of solitude. Um, and I'm guessing it'll be some of the most impactful times of your life, especially if you do something, if you're, if, especially if you do something like that where you're reading through the Bible 
um, in a week's time. Uh, but find, find what works for you. I'm not saying it doesn't have to be the 21 days. It can be 10 minutes in each day. Or, but I would really encourage you to supplement that with longer periods of time as well where you, where you go do one day um, and be accountable with it. Uh, find somebody to be accountable with your time saying, hey, I want, in the next year, I want to do, I want to do uh, 24 hours uh, or, or five hours. Um, all right. So uh, kind of wrapping it up for, the, for our Sunday school time, I'd like us to actually go spend some time in solitude. Um, try to find some place. You can, it's, out, it's fairly nice outside. Uh, so if you want to do it outside or if there's, I don't know if, you, I don't think any of the rooms are open, are they? They are open. So if you'd like, if you'd like one of the rooms, talk to Ernie and he can get, he can open it up for you, or just find somewhere in here in a corner, go outside, or you can jump in your car. Um, so we'll spend the next uh, 20 minutes that way. So if you can be back in here about, uh, actually we're gonna do, it'll be about 15. So if you can be back in here about five till, that would be great. Um, and I would like you to ask God. This, this, this morning, we're going to do, a, I would like you to ask God this question. What, what, what do you think of me? And just spend time talking to God about that and listening, listening to God. What, God, what, what do you think of me? And, and if you go somewhere else with your solitude time, I bless you in that. But I'd love if, if all of you would spend time talking to him and listening to him. Hey, God, who am I? What do, you, what do you think of me? Does that sound scary? I'm kind of scared. <laughs> you know, that's a, that's a little bit scary. But any questions on that? All right, let's do it. Have fun. <laughs>